January 15, 1947. It was like any other average Wednesday in Los Angeles. It was sunny, but the morning was cool and was expected to be a nice day with temperatures heading in the upwards direction as the day went on. Betty Beersinger, a local housewife, on her way to a local shopping center, was walking down North Avenue in Los Angeles when something caught her eye. As she walked the sidewalk with her small daughter at her side, she peered over to an undeveloped piece of land where the weeds were all overgrown and the land neglected. An odd object that appeared to be a mannequin at first that was broken in half caught her attention and she thought, how strange. Her first thought was a mannequin due to it being so white in color. As she continued on her way, she thought that would scare the children that walked this road to school. Passing the piece of land, she comes across the new homes built and rang the doorbell of the first home. During an interview, Betty stated they rang the doorbell and told the homeowner that something strange laid on the ground just a block back. She felt that it needed to be checked out and called the police. Before the call ended, the police feeling it was most likely nothing of any concern, said, sure, yeah, we'll go check it out. Los Angeles police entered a scene none of them even remotely expected. What was first assumed to be a plastic mannequin turned out to be the mutilated remains of a woman. The body quickly was identified as that of Elizabeth Short, who, as we all know today, as the Black Dahlia. So, let's dive into that. Welcome to Audibly Haunted. I'm your host, Ani Kachadorian. Something about the glitz and the glamour of Los Angeles in the 40s gave so many the false hope of becoming the next big star. Born in Boston, Elizabeth Short spent her early life in New England and Florida before venturing to California where her father also lived. From a young age, she was enamored and drawn into the world of theater. So, the glitz and glamour of L.A. really struck Short. Just like 90% of actors in Los Angeles, Short supported herself working as a waitress, dreaming of catching her next big acting break. And I guess you can say at 22 years old, she did receive her desired fame. However, not in the way she ever expected. Short went missing, January 9th, 1947, and a short Six days later, her body was discovered naked and posed by Betty Bursinger. Her body was split in half at the waist, and pieces of her flesh had been cut away from her body. While her body was mutilated, not a drop of blood was found. The reason Betty Bursinger originally thought the body was a mannequin due to its white coloring this is because Short's body was scrubbed clean of all of her blood, as well as her body was cleaned with gasoline before she was posed on the side of the road. 
sections of her thigh and breast were cut off and removed. Because of the contents within her intestines, it was suspected that her killer forced her to eat the sections of flesh removed. Marks on sections of her body showed signs of being tied up and tortured. It was stated by the coroner that she was killed at least 10 to 12 hours before she was found. What is most remembered, and quite possibly the most haunting part of this murder, is the forever smile that was carved into Short's face. Quickly, the discovery made headlines, and for the next two months, every newspaper in town had her image and name plastered on the front pages, looking for answers not only on who could have done this, but on who Elizabeth actually was. Back in those days, Newspapers began to rename the victims of gruesome crimes, almost removing the humanity from the victim. As the story circulated around, the nickname The Black Dahlia took form. Around the same time as Schwartz's murder, a movie had hit theaters titled The Blue Dahlia. The plot followed a naval officer returning home from the war with his military friends, he is shocked to find that his wife has been unfaithful. And once exposed, her lover soon calls off the affair and ends it. The plot takes a turn for the worst when his wife is then found murdered. With the similarities of Short's murder, her dark hair, and her affinity for black clothing, she was nicknamed the Black Dahlia. Soon, the nickname caught on like wildfire and people only referred to her as the Black Dahlia, forgetting the real name of the girl who fell victim to such a heinous crime. Police and the public alike were puzzled and were reaching in every direction for answers. On January 24th, 1947, just nine days after the discovery of Short's body, an envelope arrived addressed to the Los Angeles Examiner, and other Los Angeles papers. Police were thrown off guard with the arrival of the package and opened it with cautious hands. From within the envelope fell a letter with words, Here is Dahlia's belongings, spelled out with the letter clippings from newspaper articles. Those contents were her birth certificate, business cards, photographs, names written on a piece of paper, and an address book. It made headline news. The next day, newspapers ran the headline, Dahlia Killer Mails Contents of Missing Purse to Examiner. All of the contents included within the envelope itself were cleaned with gasoline, just like her body. 75 different men were arrested, interviewed, and had background checks done. And with each man checking out, it left police no closer to finding her killer. To this day, the Black Dahlia's killer was never found. The case ran cold, and at times throughout the years, moments arrived that opened the case again. However, none of the leads actually led to a conviction. Most just turned into baffled assumptions. Sometimes, 
it's hard to see a great big city like Los Angeles as anything other than a great big city. It's tough to try and look back at a time where it was just orange fields, oil rigs, and wide open land. But all of that changed the moment the Biltmore Hotel arrived. October 1st, 1923, the Biltmore opened its doors and shouted loudly to the rest of the world that L.A. is and will be an American metropolis. Almost immediately, celebrities flocked to her doors, taking part in seven-course meal dinners while they were serenaded by several orchestras across the hotel's stunning galleries and ballrooms. Events that were held there were grander than L.A. had ever seen. The Biltmore to this day holds its beauty and class and has not fallen to ruin like other major historical hotels like the Cecil in downtown. The hotel holds a magnificent history of lavish parties and was a home for the rich and famous. It was a stomping ground for the most infamous gangster, Al Capone, and it even served as a speakeasy during Prohibition. But it plays another role into Los Angeles history. The Biltmore was the last place Elizabeth Short, or the Black Dahlia, was seen. At around 5 p.m., Short was dropped off at the hotel on January 9th by her boyfriend, Robert Manley. She was seen using the phone in the lobby several times throughout the night before leaving the hotel at 10 p.m. Short told her boyfriend she was meeting her sister, but that wasn't exactly true. So who was Short waiting for, and who did she leave to go meet? For the Black Dahlia's story, the Biltmore Hotel wasn't just the glamorous hotel where she stayed before leaving. It's also the place her spirit found solace in after death. It is said that restless spirits, those who have died suddenly, and the spirits of those who may not even know that they're dead, will come to reside within the last location they were alive. As the years have gone on, more and more reports from visitors of the Biltmore Hotel claim to be awoken in the night by a figure hovering over them, peering down as they sleep. A couple say that they heard strange voices with transatlantic accents coming from an empty room. A building with a rich history like the Biltmore. It's a no-brainer to hear about it being, well, haunted. The reality is, when you're on vacation in a fancy hotel or resort, you may have no idea that the older man in the room next to yours has passed in the night. Hotels are trained to handle the passing of a visitor with the utmost discretion, and you would have no idea a body is even being removed from the room or property. So, a hotel like this having ghosts? It's not hard to believe. Now, I believe a paranormal activity breakdown is needed. I know that many of you that tune in are aware of some of the different types of hauntings, but 
For everyone here, here's a little refresher or a lesson. In most places, spiritual hauntings come in two forms. You may have your residual haunting, and you would have your intelligent haunting. Structures like the Biltmore are built of stone, brick, and mortar, with it being a place that attracted so much energy, that energy is sucked into the stone all around the building and adds a power to the paranormal activity throughout. It is believed that energy becomes stored in the stone when great emotion is experienced. This could be a number of things, like moments of excitement, ecstasy, and pleasure. But it can also be the not-so-good emotions, like deep emotions left behind by murder, trauma, anger, or moments of suicide stained within the stone. As the years go on, the energy within the stone is released, replaying the same emotions over and over again. As the years go on, the energy within the stone is released, replaying the same moments and emotions over and over again, as if the spirits are stuck in a continuous loop. This is your residual haunting. The paranormal activity does not really have intelligence, it's simply a memory embedded within the environment that seems to play on and on with no notion of time. Now, an intelligent haunting is a total opposite. Intelligent hauntings are spirits who have remained on earth, those who don't or simply couldn't cross over and are bound to the place they left the most emotion in. This is why you always hear of the 120-year-old farmhouse out in the Midwest or South somewhere to be haunted by the man who built it. That is where their emotions remain the strongest. Now, sometimes spirits remain in a place and haunt its halls because of a traumatic event like a sudden death, murder, or suicide. These could be spirits who deeply regret a decision made in the moment, and maybe they're searching for their justice, or sadly, may not even know that they've passed. With guests at the Biltmore claiming to hear the voices speaking within empty rooms or music coming from areas where music is not even playing, this could be residual moments of energy left within the walls. This is what plays over and over, seemingly like an endless loop. When the reports of a haunt tend to sound the same, where what the person is experiencing isn't towards them, but rather in the same area, it's most likely a residual haunting. So, where does the Black Dahlia come in all of this? Well, should you visit the Biltmore Hotel, keep your eyes on the lookout for a very pretty girl with black hair, dressed in black 40s clothing, walking past you in the lobby. Many who have ventured to the hotel have claimed to have seen the spectral figure of the Black Dahlia somberly appear throughout the hotel in different ways. 
She is always seen in black, and her eyes are dark and sad. Some have claimed to see her within the hotel mirrors, and when they look behind them, there's no one actually there. Others have seen her ghostly presence flicker past them, only visible from the corner of their eye. This figure also seems to aimlessly wander the 10th and 11th floor hallways of the hotel. And if you snap a pic up there or in the lobby, make sure to pay real close attention. Many have also stated the Black Dahlia makes her cameos within their photos. Now, it is believed that Short left the hotel fully alive, but no one is exactly sure. It's not like they had CCTV cameras back in the 40s to check. Many believe she haunts the halls of the Grand Hotel because it was the last place she spent alive. Maybe she is walking the halls begging to be remembered and not forgotten as so many other unsolved murder victims. And whether you believe in the paranormal or not, I think we can all agree that her spirit mournfully wanders the halls, hoping for her killer to be found and her death given light and justice. The fact that her appearances are at random and she seems to choose when and where she appears, this is your Class A intelligent haunting. She seems to show herself to grab the attention and to make her presence known throughout the hotel. The Black Dahlia murder will forever go down as one of Los Angeles' most gruesome, unsolved, and mysterious murders. No one really knows or understands the events that led up to her leaving the hotel and being found mutilated on the side of the road amongst the overgrown weeds of a plot of land. Elizabeth Short did get her fame in the end, though it is sad that it came because of her death. The gallery bar within the Biltmore Hotel holds pride that they were the last place she visited before leaving that fateful night. Because of this, to this day, they commemorate her by having a year-round cocktail named after her in her honor. So, if you visit, make sure to raise your glass to cheers, and maybe, just maybe, Elizabeth Short, or the Black Dahlia, will cheers you back. This has been Audibly Haunted, and I'm your host, Ani Kachadorian. You can find Audibly Haunted wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, you name it. Give it a listen, drop a rating, a review, and share with all your friends. And remember, you can always find Audibly Haunted on Instagram at Audibly Haunted. And if you have a ghost story that you would like to share, 
I would love to hear it. You can always reach out to me at audiblyhaunted at gmail.com or send me a message on Instagram. I would love to hear from all of you. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you all next week.